On this episode, we speak to Patricia Okello, a seasoned and successful entrepreneur on what it takes to attain entrepreneurial success and the practical steps anyone can take to establish a business in Africa when transitioning back from the diaspora. Patricia is an entrepreneur with over 19 years of experience running successful businesses, um, real art production and conferencing in a box. Um, she's also the founder of Kayana Create, which is a nurturing community um, that focuses on uh, helping young female-run businesses um, through educational programs and the very popular uh, Candid Conversations uh, for Women in Business series. Um, Patricia is also a co-author of the a Candid Handbook for Women Doing Business in Kenya. And um, I'm really excited to have you on the show, Patricia. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know this season we are focusing on um, the great return, you know, people who are living in the diaspora and um, wanting to make the transition back. Um, and although that's not particularly your experience, you know, just looking at all the work that you do in the entrepreneurship space um, and all the advocacy work that you're doing around small business, I thought it would be important to have your voice um, in this series for folks who are in diaspora and are in their sitting rooms like, I have a business idea that I think could work in Kenya um, and possibly, you know, how they could make that transition. Mm, thank you. I hope I'll be able to uh, contribute yeah, to the conversation. No, you, you will. <laughs> so let's get to know Patricia a little bit. Okay. Um, so how did you end up starting your first business? Oh my gosh, my story. Um, I have to try and keep it short okay. here. But um, I had uh, met my husband um, and married in the year 2000, and he was at that time in Mombasa. Mm -hmm. So I was working for a media, media house, and um, it became apparent that we needed actually to live together after getting married. <laughs> so one of us had to give up our jobs, and um, that's what I did. So I, 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 I gave up my job at the media house and moved to Mombasa. Mm -hmm. and in that whole process, the good thing is my husband comes from an entrepreneurial home. Mm -hmm. So they kind of like, you know, the idea of going into business was a very, was like an obvious thing. Yeah, right. hey, Patricia, you're a graphic designer. Why don't you just, you know, start doing your own work and just make it into a business? So there was a lot of encouragement from his side of the family. While from my side of the family, my parents kind of like had educated me to get a good job, you know, and stick in that job. Mm -hmm. So, of course, working with this large organization was really like, okay, fine, we've got a child set up, you know, into this career, etc. So, um, yeah, that's basically how it started. I started doing a lot of um, kind of like freelance work, yeah. And then um, because at the time when I was uh, finishing university, a lot of my classmates were going in to become, um, what were they called those days? not really interns but there was like an entrance level you know jobs uh, within a large organization mm -hmm. so it was a kind of like a training model mm -hmm. module for managers mm -hmm. and many of them were going into these large organizations and when they got in um, they realized they needed the work of of course uh, somebody in comms and uh, design and so um, to work do work with these organizations i needed to register uh, you know a, a limited liability company and that's mm -hmm. how willard productions was registered oh, and i was ve very very fortunate because i got um, a number of really good jobs that got me started um in you know in this business journey yeah through my my very good friends yeah. amazing yeah truly back to the cliche that yeah. your network is your network that's i think that keeps popping up that is yeah. so true mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah okay um 
And so how long did it take for you to get to a place where you felt you had mastered entrepreneurship? <laughs> Have we mastered this thing in this <laughs> changing like world? <laughs> and especially now with COVID, we really feel like we're just learning, you know? But um, for me, I just, when I started my journey, and you'll hear that a lot from any interviews you've heard of me, I just got down and did the work that was required. Mm -hmm. And obviously there was a need and uh, my skills were meeting that need for organizations. So that's really, I didn't really have time, you know, to think about, you know, like the terms that people use now when they're launching startups from, you know, um, and raising money. Mm -hmm. It was really just that um, you need to deliver this work. You have a bunch of calendars and Christmas cards, etc., and they need to be delivered by a certain date for them to be distributed. So I was really just looking at how if, if, if efficiently can I um, deliver the product mm -hmm. and um, how, how can I get really good suppliers who will help me, um, you know, just keep to my word. Mm -hmm. When I say mm -hmm. that it'll be delivered on a certain date, then that would happen. Mm -hmm. And clearly there was a real need for that mm -hmm. in the market at that time because many people, many organizations, and I think that's the challenge of working here uh, at home, is that um, sometimes you just really need somebody to push you know your your jobs as they go along and 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 the delivery dates can be moving targets mm -hmm. so i think there was a need for my um kind of skill set and that's all i did i just focused on just delivering mm -hmm. and getting paid and from one job to the next job i didn't really have time to come up for air mm -hmm. so to speak yeah mm -hmm. at that time mm -hmm. so i think that's how i learned however when i started my second business which is the conferencing and events company yes which i have to say is 100 percent uh i used to think was 100 percent a third world business but have since learned that um, you know, many people who are organizing events and conferences actually need our services. Mm -hmm. But it was the same thing, but now rather than talking about product, we're talking about a, a number of services, mm -hmm. you know, from air ticketing to accommodation in hotels to you know, transportation of the guests once they come, and then of course getting the conference uh, running over a couple of days. Mm -hmm. There's somebody needs to push, you know, to push things along mm -hmm. and ensure that um, ultimately we're delivering the service that the client has asked mm -hmm. us to do. So yeah. really that's it, yeah. Oh, amazing. I feel yeah. like the common thread in your journey is really um, having a niche and also like figuring out what problem you are the answer to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you have to do that to yes. remain in business. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, so there's a famous saying by Tony Robbins that success leaves clues. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously you've been in business um, for 19 years and you've had replicable success so going from Willard to Conferencing in a Box to Kayana. Um, what is your formula for success and longevity as, a, <laughs> as an entrepreneur? Any frameworks or guiding thoughts Gosh, that you learned? You should have given me a cheat sheet before <laughs> I came. But um, for me, it's hard work. Huh? Mm. I know our parents told us that there's no shortcut uh, and uh, there's, everything is hard work, and it is hard work. Even when we look at examples of um, as recently as, you know, I think it was yesterday when Forbes named um, Rihanna the, you know, a, a, a billionaire. But for if you want to go with pop culture, she's done the work. She's put in, you know, the work that needs to build that brand that, mm -hmm. she, that is Fenty mm -hmm. and is Rihanna. Mm -hmm. So I think if, there's no shortcut. I think that the reality is hard work. Mm -hmm. I feel sometimes social media has given us a fake um, perception of entrepreneurship mm -hmm. and it, it, it's weepy, it's ugly, mm -hmm. it's um, you want to give up to throw in the mm -hmm. towel and that's the reality. Mm -hmm. But, and, and not to overplay the, um, you know, words of if you're passionate about it, I'm telling you passion quickly wanes eh? when it comes mm -hmm. to business. Businesses mm -hmm. can be repetitive mm -hmm. and um, you just have to be committed to the work that you're doing mm -hmm. uh, really at the end of the day and staying the course. So I think for right. me, that's what I would say, mm -hmm. was either best 
graphic designer at that time, mm. certainly that was not the case. Um, was I one of the most consistent? I was, mm -hmm. and that's the truth. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's why customers would keep calling us at the end of the day. And um, that's for me. Those are the two things. Just you know, really work hard, and um, consistency is currency. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, what inspired you to co-author this <laughs> handbook? <laughs> So that's a story, it, it depends on what story I'm going to be giving today. But anyway, <laughs> the thing is, I had been in business, I think at the time it was maybe 16 years. Mm. And um, business is a lonely journey. Uh, you're there, you're wrapped up in your ideas. And sometimes when you bring them to the table, even family will discourage you. This eh? is true. So um, uh, having been in business that long, and I had met a couple of uh, friends, and now a lot of uh, also my, the people, uh, my age mates, were also looking at going into business. They had worked 15 years in corporate, whatever, and they were like, oh my gosh, I really want to do something else, you know? So I kind of like became the go-to person, and um, I think the book is a culmination of those stories, some of the stories of the entrepreneurs that um, I felt could um, had value to give to people who were asking those questions, mm -hmm. yeah? Mm -hmm. And for me, it was really great because when you're writing a book, it opens doors. So also for a lot of learning processes, some of the entrepreneurs I had been longing to hear their stories and um, I didn't know them. People like Dorothy Wandia, I didn't really know them and now they're my friends, you know. So it kind of, I learned so much from their journey as well and that's what we hope to be actually offering in the book, um, a candid handbook, so that other people can share in that journey of their stories and be encouraged to go into business. And yeah, hopefully they'll become firm friends as we follow them on, on their journey. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, I have to commend you because when I, when I bought the book, I was expecting like long sets of prose. <laughs> and then I open it and it's basically really well organized yeah, yeah. in different you know, topics yeah. Yeah. And, and lessons. And then you have these really cool sections with you know reflections yes. spaces yeah. and yeah which yeah. actually makes it like a very experiential book it, yeah it, which is what it's supposed to be it's yeah. supposed to be for you How did to you work on your conceptualize business. the so format because i think it's super powerful i had been in business as i had said winner productions is a um, branding corporate branding we used to do a lot of publications so i have a couple of i mean that kind of experience um, behind me and whenever I, we would do these uh, books the books that I most enjoyed doing were the workbooks and the books that were about experiences and then putting your experience into a workbook that's the first thing the second thing the writing my own writing journey is started by, from the fact that I'm uh, I love to journal I haven't done it in a while but I, when I was younger and I, I would, that's the way I would you know my thought processes would be clearer when I wrote mm -hmm. them down so um, I wanted to combine those kind of, you know, the things that I enjoyed about my own life into a handbook. My sister-in-law, who's my co-author, fortunately had already written a couple of children's oh, books and she'd had the, she had the experience of how do you put your thoughts together now into something that it's, you know, um, concise and easily mm -hmm. consumed. So it was an interesting journey in putting the book together. Of course, being a graphic designer, I, it needed to be colorful. Yes. Um, I also am cognizant of the fact that women are busy mm -hmm. and many businesses are started as side hustles. So I didn't want something that was, had too much verbose in it and had quick tips and quick and dirty tips that people could pick. Mm -hmm. So that's the whole idea of mm -hmm. a candid handbook of mm -hmm. women doing business. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be the start of a series of books. I haven't quite gotten into doing the second and third mm -hmm. part. Maybe mm -hmm. uh, in my now in my journey as um, you know, as a thought leader with female entrepreneurs, right. who knows what it'll yeah, yeah. what the second um, yeah. book will oh, look but like. Congrats for starting yeah. the journey. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, um, I can't wait to actually work through the book. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm 
really delighted with the format. Mm, thank and you. Guys, it comes with a journal as well that's yes. compartmentalized in colors. Yeah. Um, we'll, once I get it, we'll share yeah, a link. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So what advice um, would you give to someone in the diaspora who is sitting over there and thinking of starting a business here? How could they bridge whether they're you know, in a career um, or an entrepreneur on that side thinking of um, making headway on the continent? What advice would you give? I think the first thing is um, don't overthink it. Um, mm -hmm. I know it's a, big, it's a big journey. You're coming back home. Mm -hmm. So the things about home that will not change, right? Yeah. Um, so I think if, if your heart is really in coming back uh, home and making a difference, because you can make a difference with the experiences and that you have, uh, you have had um, in the diaspora, and to be honest, we are hungry for those, uh, those, that kind of experience, we're hungry for that kind of thought, you know, um, different ideas, a different way of doing things. So I would be like, don't overthink it too much, yeah? Um, if you have a, an idea, and the idea, we talk about it actually in the book, which is in, in Entrepreneurial Thought to Action, is uh, even if it's 60% ready, come and test it. Um, just about maybe three or four weeks ago, we had somebody come into Kayana, and they were doing, um, they live in the U US, mm -hmm. and they were doing, I think, what is that, the thing that when you try a product, when you test a product in market, right. I forget the name for it. Anyway, so they had this kind of focus groups. Okay. And they just came with uh, focus books, the groups that were here for three weeks. Fortunately, Kayana is very near um, uh, accommodation, a place where they could stay. Mm -hmm. And they did focus groups. Mm. And that kind of helps them go back and think through, okay, sure. is there really a room for this? Sure. Yeah. Sure. So rather than just coming on vacation, mm. um, maybe keep uh, put two or three days aside mm. to, do, to test your product when mm. you come home for holiday and um, see if it really works. Maybe if that's something that would encourage you. Right. Yeah. Of course, I'll obviously say buy the book on Amazon. <laughs> it's available on Amazon yes. as a hard print, delivered anyway in the, in the US and the UK within uh, 48 hours. So you, you can get a copy of the book. Mm -hmm. And also on, um, we have a product that we just launched last month known as Passport to Business. And um, that kind of like, it's also a handbook kind of version, but goes a little bit, delves a little bit deeper into the business thought process and, the, and thinking about how am I going to raise money, mm. um, you know, if you're talking about commodities and products, how do you look at them in your balance sheets, just, mm. it's a nice exercise to do as you are starting mm. your business. Mm. So it's kind of like the next step after a hand, the Candid Handbook, you then um, go on, on to Passport to Business. So we're giving you a lot of tools um, that you can use. Mm. Also coming back home, if you plug into the Kayana community, if you're a woman, we have a lot of capacity building programs that can help. You can actually do them from the U.S. We, had, we have two people actually do them from the U.S. Mm. And okay, of course, time zone issues, yeah? Sure. But it's been very helpful because sure. we give you a, a business coach mm -hmm. and almost 90 minutes of free coaching oh, wow. to help you think through your processes. Okay. So we're now you know, uh, offering skills, skill sets to entrepreneurs yes. who are thinking of coming back home. Yeah. yeah. Um, and was that connection with people in the U.S. a result out of COVID and being like just rethinking how you deliver the program, or mm. had you started making headway? Um, so um, COVID has accelerated a lot of things, and it, and and that's no different for Kayana. When we initially um, designed. When we thought of the community, the Kayana community, it was very, very much based on a face-to-face -face model because I was so passionate about community mm -hmm. and building a community of trust that's supportive. And I was really in love with that idea. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I want everybody to go through the process that I went through when I was writing the book and how I had this support system of four girlfriends that kept 
pushing me, you know, um, to ensure that it actually went to print. And I'm like, this thing has to be replicated. People with ideas, sitting with ideas, mm -hmm. um, these ideas have to come to life. And that's the whole process of a kind of um, uh, candid conversation circles women in business, and eventually um, the launch of Kayana. So we hadn't really thought about it as a, as a, you know, a virtual um, a thing. Mm -hmm. But then come March, when there was lockdown last year. Uh, we accelerated the process of, uh, you know, um, developing a capacity building program that sure. was now virtual. Sure. And that's really what happened. Mm -hmm. We are now launching our fifth and sixth cohort in September. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, we now do it more of a hybrid mo model. Mm -hmm. So there'll be mm -hmm. some face-to-face uh, -face interactions, but some of them will be virtual. But it was really a product of the pandemic. Yeah. Wow, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, so in your experience, what are some of the common pitfalls um, people returning from the diaspora make? Mm -hmm in starting um, an entrepreneurial venture yeah. when they transition? A big one, and I'm sure um, you've heard of this if you've been back, mm -hmm. is that yours is the only way of doing business. Mm. You know, you're not doing it right. You know, um, this is not the way, you know, uh, in, this is not how first world countries are doing things. Let's face it, Africa is different, yeah? And um, many of the first world w ways of doing things are also failing. Mm -hmm. And we look at it now with, um, social entrepreneurship and how we're being told that you know how you have to incorporate CSR into the work that you're doing and I think this was mainly brought about um, uh, because of the impact of digital businesses so you can be in uh, we're using uber now mm -hmm. and uh, that's something that came out of San Francisco mm -hmm. so but even they have had to change their models it's not a plug-and-play mm -hmm. you know when they come into Africa they've had to change those models of doing business so I think that's the first thing I would say uh, while indeed working in a place where the systems actually work, mm -hmm. sometimes those models when they come to Africa have to be modified. So that's the first thing. True. Don't be so rigid with your idea mm -hmm. and say that, oh, but it worked when I was in, you know, wherever. I think come home and then um, remember it's, it's, it's <laughs> that you may have to modify some things. And if you're, if you're offering a solution to a certain audience, then you need to listen to them. Absolutely. And if they're not yet ready and they're, they're not yet ready at the level where you feel that it's a plug and play, offer some form of training or some other models that, that you know, maybe you can implement into the business to mm -hmm. modify um, your mm -hmm. offering. Mm -hmm. So I think that for me is a big one. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we're smart, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> but we may not have had your experience and that's what you need to bring into mm -hmm. more than saying that you guys don't know how things are done, mm -hmm. etc. Mm -hmm. The second thing is there are going to be structural challenges, yeah? And when I say that, it, 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 I, it means that um, registering your business may not be as easy mm -hmm. as you would anticipate. Mm -hmm. But I would say don't give up. Yeah? We have registered our businesses at the end of the day. We are running businesses for, as you're saying, 20 years now. And we're navigating those challenges. But we need you guys to come home in order for us to have a louder voice to influence change, institutional changes within our country. So don't be don't be discouraged if it takes you longer than expected to register your product or to register your business or to get the necessary licensing i think just come with the idea that it's going to be just part of the challenge mm -hmm. but once it's done yeah mm -hmm. my business will be able to take yeah. off yeah correct, yeah. correct. Yeah. that's really good advice uh, mm -hmm. and i think it points to the, the level of patience and perseverance yeah. um, that's required on the entrepreneurial journey it is. yeah it on is. the continent yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, uh, so I think you've touched on this a little bit, but I'll, I'll ask it so we can expound on it a bit, is how people in the diaspora can start to plan their return as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. You mentioned you know, someone who came and did focus groups. Mm -hmm. is there, are there any other um, formulas that you've seen work? Mm -hmm. 
mm. um, that kind of give you like a bridge, a step, step, step mm. before yeah. you make the full transition. So I think in, in business there are different aspects of it. So there's the services and there's the products, mm. right? Yeah. We tend to see um, it's easier to come with products because with services you kind of like are dealing with human beings and changing behavior might be a bit difficult. Mm -hmm. But sometimes products are much easier um, you know, to come with and to test uh, the market with. Um, we've just launched our Women in Retail series literally like a few weeks ago. And some of the people we interview are people like Linton's Pharmacy. Mm -hmm. And she's been in the business of importing products um, from you know, various parts of Europe and America and the UK and offers a, a huge advice you know, in, in terms of the process of, of importing. So for, if it's a product that you have that's um, you know, wherever you are and you're bringing in, it in, there'll be, there may be challenges. I'd also like to talk about, um, I haven't met the entrepreneur, but there's a brand called Washa Candles that is, um, she manufactures in the US. Okay. And I remember when I encountered the products, uh, she, I think she sent them through a, a relative and was being retailed in a store here, mm -hmm. but hadn't done the marketing and advertising. So we, mm -hmm. we really pushed the product. Mm -hmm. And she was home, I think, last year. Mm -hmm. And the stuff sold out, you know. Mm -hmm. So you'll be very surprised um, that sometimes your product may take a little longer you know, abroad, but when you come here, people are ripe and ready. Mm -hmm. What I love is that she sent the product through familiar channels, you know, a relative, mm -hmm. who then put it in her shop. Mm -hmm. So while you're advertising to an Instagram, we were able to also access here, sure. access it here. And I'm sure the reports on how it was moving and how it was doing was getting back to her. Sure. So much so that now when she's done her next batch of sales, she's considering the Kenyan market as well. Absolutely. So I think that's a really low-hanging fruit when you're mm -hmm. dealing with products. Mm -hmm. Use your chains, use your relatives, use your, the, the, your trusted friends, mm -hmm. who can then also launch the same thing you're doing there um, in Kenya and you can tell if it works or not and modify it quickly. Mm -hmm. Like in the case of uh, scented candles, maybe there were some scents that were not doing as well mm -hmm. as you know here as right. they were doing there and you can quickly modify right. when you're doing production at that level. So test, 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 yeah? Okay. And listen to the sound of the river. What is the customer saying? Mm -hmm. Is it a product that they like? So for that, for services with virtual, you don't really need to wait. But you'll have to use the same thing, your, your connections here, your, your family, your friends who are here mm -hmm. and ask them, do you think this is the product? Can you bring a focus group even virtually of let's say five, ten um, entrepreneurs or ten, um, you know, possible customers buyers. and test it with them and buyers? Yeah, mm. um, I call them. I think they're calling them fireside chats now, mm -hmm. right? So do a fireside chat, you right. know, of whatever the product is and see um, if there's an uptake. Um, mm. and use technology. Yeah. yeah use technology. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's solid advice. Mm. Um, so I was I watched another interview of you where you talked about entrepreneurs being creators and mm. I, I thought that was so powerful yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and by virtue of the fact that they're creators they're they're very much aligned to this journey we are on of shaping mm. the Africa we mm. want mm. and I wanted to talk about your long-term vision for um, Kayana everything you're doing with respect to you know guiding and giving back to women in business um, you know what's your long-term vision for like women in business in Africa? Yeah, my, my our big dream, both um, myself and, and Renee, who we are on this journey with together, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is to see one million um, female entrepreneurs who are actually offering decent um, jobs mm. um, within their organization. So in that 
that could be anything from paying a decent wages to ensure that their families are well taken care of to entrepreneurs who just, you know, and want to enjoy the finer things in life. Uh, Renee uses the example of buying a BMW, you know. But the point is, is that we want um, uh, businesses that are there for posterity mm -hmm. and, um, can, and generational, something that you can pass on mm -hmm. to uh, the next generation. For me, that's really, um, you know, I feel that's, that's enough of a vision to keep me busy for the days that God has given me on this earth. Yeah. yeah. And that's the big, hairy, audacious goal. But of course, the journey to getting there, there's a lot of work to be done, a lot of collaborations to be formed. Mm -hmm. um, stepping out of my comfort zone, and believe it or not, interviews is one of them. I don't really love to speak. I'm uh, an introvert. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm also. You, you get it, yeah. <laughs> yeah I get it. It's totally. like, okay, fine. But this, is, this thing is a, it's this story, is, you can't die with mm -hmm. it. And that's what gets you out of uh, bed and, mm -hmm. and gets you sharing your story mm -hmm. and your journey with, and hopefully motivating other people to, mm -hmm. to, take, to, to take action. There's nothing. If anything, there's nothing different. In fact, I don't want to downplay myself by calling myself average. But if you looked at my journey starting, there's nothing amazing about it. But it's the consistency that keeps going and um, don't, not giving up, mm -hmm. um, taking the, the challenges as they come and the lessons that are um, taking the lessons out of them, mm -hmm. and and keep and you keep coming back. Don't give up. And then being agile. You know, sometimes I think we mm -hmm. can be so rigid in that we only want things when they're going a certain way. Mm -hmm. As a creative. That's, that's not how life is. Yeah. Sure. What it is is that when whatever comes, whatever challenges comes, how do you navigate them? Mm -hmm. And that may include changing a little bit of your ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, entrepreneurs offer solutions. So you have to go back and think, okay, what is my solution mm -hmm. to this now that this environment is the way it is? Mm -hmm. How do I go back and recreate uh, that story? In our Women in Retail um, series, we speak to a lady uh, called Jennifer Odera, who okay. is company's Tea & Co wonderful example of an entrepreneur who has come back home mm -hmm. and had to just she was selling she was doing business in California uh, tea and gifting company came back home she was saying people were not even willing to buy to go onto the site even to try the process of buying it but uh, the pandemic has made her you know um, has actually opened up a new market for her so Jennifer would be a fantastic person to have on your show yeah, honestly love, and to share her story to, um, yeah. on, on how she had to change her product and how amazing it's doing now yeah. and how she's raised money yeah. etc oh, yeah. 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 yeah I'd love to have her on maybe yes, you can make I'll the connection you. yeah mm. um, and um, I think whether you have intentionally stepped into it or not, you've, you've sort of become the number one, the face for women in business, but also um, the face for small businesses in particular. And I was wondering, um, you know, what sorts of initiatives you've, you've come up with mm -hmm. um, as an advocate for small business and for women in business, yeah. yeah. So one of the reasons why I call myself a small business, a successful small business entrepreneur, yeah. is that I deliberately kept both my businesses small because mm -hmm. I was raising a family, mm -hmm. yeah? Mm -hmm. And I don't see, I, I feel that sometimes these stories of these huge businesses that are turning over you know, billions of dollars can be discouraging because yeah. you think that's the only way, <laughs> um, you know, to, that's the, that's the only, the kind of like the benchmark. If you're not make, turning over a billion, then you're not in business. And um, no, I was just like, no, one of the reasons I went into business was the, was the reason was the fact that it was um, I could manage my time, mm -hmm. which is a big thing. Mm -hmm. And to do that, I, I kept my first business uh, deliberately small. With Conference in a Box, it kind of like it's been in business. I think this is now our eighth year, mm -hmm. if I'm not, or ninth. Mm -hmm. And I mean, by far, the turnover is much higher than that of um, of Willard. Right. But that's because I'm in a different season in my yes. life. So the first thing is um, is uh, encouraging people to go into business and not think too much about 
I could be doing this and I could be doing... Mm. If that's not the season you're in right now, just do what you've got to do mm. now and if, if it means small. It doesn't mean that small businesses cannot then, mm. even after 15, 20 years, become a big business. As long as you're, as I keep talking about agility, you're listening to the sound of the river and listening to your customers, you'll be able to do that. That's the, the first thing. The second thing is um, we have our uh, Kenya Cottage Industry Expo mm -hmm. that we have every October for the last three years since Kayana started. One of the reasons why we had the expo is because Kayana is a community for women entrepreneurs and sometimes finding these women working from home was, was difficult. So we needed to get them out of wherever they were sure. doing business. So the Cottage Industry Expo helped us I, you know, uh, identify these businesses, where they were running, where they were running for, where they, what challenges are they facing, because at the end of the day, we're supposed to be helping them offer solutions to their business. So we needed to interact with them pretty um, often. And through the Kenya uh, Cottage Industry Expo, we were able to do that, mm -hmm. to bring these businesses out, mm -hmm. to get um, the public to see the amazing products that people are making from their home. Mm -hmm. And um, even including businesses that were running from home, not even selling locally, immediately exporting. So that's, for me, a big deal. That yeah? is huge. It's a big deal. Yeah. And just changing the narrative around small, and small businesses, yeah. home-based businesses, mm -hmm. and the cottage industry mm -hmm. specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, we know that small businesses are the cornerstone of economies and we want the government to listen to what we are saying yes. and support these small businesses, not making it difficult for them mm -hmm, to trade. Mm -hmm. And that's really the advocacy around that mm -hmm. that we're doing um, when it comes to the I cottage see. industry. Okay. And of course, a lot of our publications also are bringing out these businesses and seeing the growth and the potential that okay. they have. What publications do you have? So we have a couple. Okay. We have a Kayana News. Okay. Um, uh, Kayana News is, is really our signature um, it was supposed to be a newsletter, but it's really a magazine where we highlight um, things happening within the entrepreneurial space, especially in relation to women. Mm -hmm. um, that publication was very well received. In fact, in March, we had over 25,000 views and readers on that magazine. So very well received mm -hmm. across. And of course, it's a digital magazine, yes. so it can be accessed anywhere. Mm -hmm. And then we have the Home Biz magazine, which is a quarterly magazine where we, we really talk to um, people who supply products within the industry. So government, definitely carry cabs, mm. um, KP, their contributors into that magazine. Mm -hmm. And then of course entrepreneurs as well, mm. um, um, focusing on if they're working with these institutions, their experiences, financial institutions who are offering uh, money. So it's, uh, we distribute it mainly through um, markets, uh, flea markets, etc. that are um, oh, within Kenya, but also as a digital magazine, very well received as well. And then um, we have our home biz catalog, which is a listing of 700 plus businesses that trade on Instagram and on Facebook wow. mainly. Yeah, and that's also very, very popular. It's a digital magazine as okay. well. Yeah. So Patricia, one of the things I, I really admire about you is the fact that you move through life, you know, no matter the stage or the circumstance, very much grounded in your values and, and who you are. Um, wh where do you think that came from? And definitely came from my upbringing. <laughs> the person who comes to mind is my father. Mm. <laughs> so my dad had this saying where he says that um, when you leave the doors of the house, you put on a persona. Yeah, you put on a persona that people expect you um, to be like. But when you're at home, you must always be able to be yourself, mm. right? And uh, um, even the first chapter of, our, of the book, A Candid Handbook, talks about uh, know yourself. I don't know if you can build anything on a shaky foundation, you know? I don't know if you can build, if you don't know who you are, and, and knowing who you are is not only knowing your value system, it's only also knowing your weaknesses, yeah? What are the things that will interrupt this journey of yours? Mm. 
and understanding them very intimately and recognizing that they're still part of who you are mm -hmm. and being very conscious about it. I'll use an example like um, uh, in business, I don't really handle cash because I'm not a very good steward of cash. You can, give, you can pay me on Friday and on Monday when I'm being asked, hey, what did you do with the money, mm -hmm. you know? But if the money goes into your account immediately, I'm perfect in that. So you have to understand sure. those things about yourself and mm -hmm. be very, very clear that it's a shortcoming. Another thing that I like to tell my team is that I'm not, I'm not the boss of all ideas, you know? You have to hire people who are much smarter than yourself. And so you need to be able to receive criticism um, well, sure. you know, for you to be able to implement it, uh, those those things in your business. Mm -hmm. I remember when I had a staff member many years ago who left me to join another organization and then left that organization and came back and worked for me. But one of the things he said before he came back to work for me, he said, Patricia, um, you need to embrace the new printing technologies that are available in the, in the market. Mm -hmm. And here is the technology I'm asking you to purchase, right? Mm -hmm. For you to be relevant in this mm -hmm. market before I come and work for you. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to listen to those kind yeah. of things, yeah? yeah. And, 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 and appreciate somebody's not telling you this to bring you down, exactly. yeah? They're actually telling you this to help you and to build mm -hmm. you. So I think knowing yourself is a very big part of that. Mm -hmm. And um, my foundations definitely certainly came up from uh, my upbringing and being called out for behavior that um, was contrary to the things that I was saying. So mm -hmm. it kind of like keeps you in check. You still hear those voices. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think I'd like to say that those are the same values that I hope to pass on to my own children mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. in, when, my parents, when my kids ask me, uh, what would make you proud? And I say, to raise uh, children who are respectful of adults, um, who uh, listen, yeah, to listen to advice, especially from older people, because they have something to teach you, even mm -hmm. if you may know how to navigate technology better than them, mm -hmm. but they have the benefit of experience. So just being respectful to older people mm -hmm. and to listen to them. Yes. Those are, for me, the real signs of, um, of, uh, that I've raised my children well. Yes. And that's, so because kids will always come with a great report card to you, and you know, if you say, okay, fine, True. it doesn't matter what they're doing as long as their report card yeah. is great. They'll deliver to you great yes. yeah, <laughs> report cards, and then really bad behavior is what is being um, reinforced mm -hmm. elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So for me, those are really, really important things, and, and just um, hard work, you know, mm -hmm. being able to, it may be boring, but you do it and do it to the end. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Discipline, I would like to mm -hmm. say, mm -hmm. in many ways. And I think that I, it's not always the most talented that succeed, it's the most disciplined, I think, are the ones who... And the folks who put in the work. Yeah, who, yeah. the folks who put in the work, yeah. 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 Um, I know you're an avid reader. Mm -hmm. um, so I was curious, you know, what you're currently reading now. Um. Uh, what am I reading now? <laughs> I feel like I've not been reading this year. Mm -hmm. In fact, instead spending copious amounts on social media. In, in fact, I really, this Reels thing that Instagram invented <laughs> is just the death of me, honestly, because you just find yourself, instead of reading, you're on this. Sure. But what I've done instead a lot of, and I've been talking about this, is I've spent, because of the season we're in, I'm finding myself spending a lot more time reading my Bible. Oh. And um, I just feel that it's a season where you need to connect with your spiritual Oof. side. Yes. So I, and, and to keep me grounded so that I don't lose hope. Mm -hmm. So I do spend, actually, a lot of the time I'm doing various studies. You know, my friends send me a couple of studies. Oh, this one was great. Pat, so I can even do a couple of different ones. So yeah. very cliche this season, unfortunately. No, unfortunately I actually want to dig deeper. Yeah, like, I would yeah. like a verse or like yeah, something yeah. that has resonated yeah. with that you. Resonates. I think it's yeah. just the season of um, the fact that you won't only 
you have to receive everything, the good and the bad that life has to offer, mm -hmm. and believe that God is working out a good thing for you. Mm -hmm. And that belief system can be rattled when every time you're looking at your WhatsApp, it's somebody saying, I lost my mom, I lost my brother, I lost, you know, pray for somebody who's in hospital, etc. Mm -hmm. And we can get caught up in, oh my gosh, you know, it's all, this is all vanity, you yes. know, I'm not even getting out of bed, what's the point? Right. But being able to receive um, both the great things that are happening, and there are great things happening also in this season, it's just mm -hmm. that we're so caught up in, um, in, the in, in the bad, yeah. yeah. So for me, that's what's keeping me sane, mm -hmm. yeah, and being able to focus. Um, I'm reading a lot of on entrepreneurial books, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think. I've just finished the Guy Raz book on how I built this, okay. which is great because I had been listening to his uh, podcasts, mm -hmm. and now that's what I'm reading. And it's it's really, man, this journey is crazy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> of entrepreneurship. And yeah. yeah, so that's what I've. That, I've just finished that, so that's what's in, in, my, in my mind at the moment. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Totally agree that the journey mm. is crazy. Yeah. Um, so other than your faith, how else do you stay sane? So I go to the gym mm -hmm. and I now I have, and I train with a trainer. So that is for me a part of my day. And I've become quite rigid about things. I'll, I'm sure even Wangu will tell you, even coming for this interview, I'm like, man, it has to be on these days. Sure. So before I would find myself stretching myself so thin, sure. you know, trying to do everything and trying to please everybody, mm -hmm. then I just said, stop, Pat. Mm -hmm. You know, you can also request for. <laughs> Things to for people to change their plans a little bit. We did bit for change you. our plans. For yeah, you. yeah. Thank you so much. And yeah. um, and I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And because of that, um, um, and and having, I never I used to really love being a creative and saying that I'm not going to have structure. Mm -hmm. I should just be impulsive. And a friend of mine, uh, Jessica Odede, just told me, Pat, the journey you're going on in life that you're going to be on, you're going to have to make the calendar your calendar your friend. A, B, and have some form of structure for you to fit as many things as um, you can within the days that you want so that you have free time. So I think um, having friends like that who have been on this journey, who are very, very busy, are run, running large organizations, has helped me embrace some form of structure. So I, have, I, I only go to the office on Wednesdays and Fridays. Okay. But my Wednesdays and Fridays are packed solid as I a result see, of that. Working from home now on Mondays, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays mm -hmm. has made a difference for me to be able to do now other things like this that I actually sure, enjoy. Sure. And then I keep my weekends free because I work all the time now. Yeah, so at yeah. least the least I can do is keep my weekends free for my family. Right, yeah. yeah. So structure. Structure has actually helped in the out. end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It has helped. As much <laughs> as I'm, I was like, I wanted to be a free soul. Yeah. I, think <laughs> I was going to ask you, like, you know, just. Um, what new capabilities you've had to build as you, oh, yeah, obviously yeah. adding structure adding as structure, well. I've had to take a lot of ginkgo so that I remember my memory is yeah, not the greatest. Okay. Um, so I kind of like tell people that um, I, I'm not really beholden to this thing of, you know, people like, put it in my calendar. <laughs> no, but I just, just prompt me mm -hmm. is all I'm asking. Mm -hmm. Just prompt me. Um, a reminder is good enough. I also kind of like put reminders on my phone because now I'm doing multiple things. So sure. when I commit to something, I need to put it in my, mm -hmm. on, on my calendar immediately. But um, other than that, I try to still be quite fluid and, yeah. and you know, I'm able to, I'm, I'm, I won't kill my, your, if you tell me you need to change the date or mm -hmm. something, I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. It really does, um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Pat, I, I just want to thank you so much um, for all that you're doing and particularly for women in business. Mm -hmm. um, I think your story is really inspiring mm -hmm. and especially the fact that you emphasize starting where you are mm. um, in your season of life mm. with what you have mm. um, and just starting there. Mm. And I think that's such a powerful message because yeah. I think a lot of people, 
you know, think of entrepreneurship of like, I want to be the next Steve Jobs or some other mm. Jeff Bezos, mm. you know, and that's the yardstick, mm. but it's, it's really encouraging to see someone like you who's been on this journey for 20 years um, and is starting to tell the story in a way that is significant mm. and um, relevant mm. for, for Africa and for African women in particular. Thank so I just want to so commend you for that and Thank I'm you. so appreciative that you took the time to come and um, chat with us. Um, so, so question for you is, you know, I've learned so much personally just interacting with you now. Where can people go to, you know, keep abreast? Yeah, <laughs> with all that you're doing. Oh my! Um, I think the best thing to do would be follow Kayana okay. on all our social media channels. We're everywhere. We're on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. Instagram, uh, YouTube, Kayana Hub on YouTube, and um, what's what am I? What am I? LinkedIn. I said LinkedIn, Twitter, and Twitter. And then for Patricia, you would probably find me best on Instagram um, and LinkedIn as well, okay. um, which where we usually share my professional, the professional side of my life, and also the things that I'm passionate about around, um, you know, just mental health and uh, just being you, mm -hmm. being your authentic self. self yeah, yes. which for me is a really, really big thing for me. Mm -hmm. So that's where you'd probably find um, that sto those stories. And yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's where you'd find me. Okay, yeah, thank yeah. you very much. And I look forward to staying in touch. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was an honor being here. Thank you for your patience, girls. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please refer to the show notes for links to all the resources mentioned. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a rating and review and share it with a friend. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you can be notified when we release new episodes. Until then, keep showing up as your best self and taking action to shape the Africa that we want.